Hello and welcome to Medium Salt, the podcast that re-examines 90s movies and pop culture with a more contemporary perspective to see how we've grown as individuals and as people. I go by Matt and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful and awesome friend, Kate. Today, we're going to try something a little different. We're going to talk about a recent film in a kind of fresh salt fashion, bit of a review. This week, we're going to talk about Bruno. And by that... But Matt. And by that, I mean uh, Disney's new musical film, Encanto. But first, Kate... How are you? Matt, I'm pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am excited to talk about Bruno. Mm-hmm. I do like the taboo, so. Yeah. Um. So because this is new, we haven't actually talked too much about how we want to approach this. I kind of want to do like the first bit, like maybe a little bit spoiler free and just kind of like. Okay general over review of the thing and then we can get there's going to be spoilers yeah and then we can do like get into the spoiler portion and like i can get into the nitty-gritty of of the one thing that really bothered me about a film that i otherwise really liked okay um but i mean so first of all yeah i really liked it kate what did you like the film uh encanto i've seen it four times Three times, four times already. I watched yeah. it and then I liked it so much that I watched it again the next day. And then the yeah. day after that, a couple of people <laughs> came over who hadn't seen it. And oh, I no. said, you need to watch this. And then I watched it again. I've been mm. singing the songs. I think it is just this beautiful, magical, colorful, diverse, and wonderful movie. I just adore it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I I loved it too. Um, the 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 cast, uh, like the the characters, are all like super well developed mm-hmm. and likable and empathizable. And the um, music was written by Lin Manuel Miranda. It's got a really oh, yeah, strong like yeah. Broadway feeling in a lot of the mm-hmm. different parts of the movie, which I actually really really dug because I think that Disney recently has gotten kind of away from its roots when it comes to like the musical parts of its movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're experimenting the, with a lot of different stuff because I think they feel that their traditional Disney vision has gotten a little stale. I think that they're right. Like a lot of the yeah. newer films, like if they do have music, it's very tacked on and not mm. integral to the story. And also just not as fun as some of the earlier movies, right? Like I still yeah, remember yeah. singing all of the songs in Mulan and all of the songs in the Lion King. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. they slapped. So yeah. I can't wait to be king. You know? Right. Well, I mean, and Encanto was brought to us by um, two directors who brought, also brought us Moana, which I also really liked. Oh, Moana was amazing. So these these guys are definitely breathing a lot of life into into the Disney brand. Oh, yeah. The best part about Moana is there are no love interests in Moana. Yeah, that, that was really nice. <laughs> it's always nice to not see... I mean, you know they talked about it. You know that was a discussion that had to happen. It's like, well, but she should get together with Maui? No. No, no. he's just a, a mentor and or yeah. dude slash friend. Because yeah. that can happen, folks. Yeah. Um, every, and, and, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda just full force brought it in this oh, film. Oh, this 
There was one particular song, and I'm wondering if you like it as much as I do, mm-hmm. that as soon as it came on, while it was happening, I was just blown away. And I kept looking to Aaron and going, this song's really good, right? And he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is really good. I was like, I'm talking about the um, surface pressure? Yes, I am. Yeah. Because <laughs> that yeah. song is so good. Yeah, it's great. Um, every every single, Of course, every single song in this film is a bop. Right. Yes. Like it just, but surface it all pressure. Like if yeah. all of the songs had been as good as surface pressure, the only thing I don't like is surface pressure is not a phrase. It should be surface tension because I'm a chemist. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, yeah, but that would be a terrible title for a song. <laughs> yes, but tension like a drip, 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 drip until it. Dri- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh my gosh, it's so good. Anyway, so we're doing our spoiler-free description of the film, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, just real, real briefly. Okay, so we have our main character who we are introduced to via singing for the most part. And we're in this mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful setting that's clearly South American, right? Lots of uh, tropics. Colombian. Right. Isn't Colombian yeah. South America? Am I being dumb? Yes, no, no, it is. It is. It's okay, just, it's, yes. This film is very specific to Colombia and to like Columbia. the Colombian culture. So like it's, uh, I think it's important to be like this is a this is a really Colombian good Colombian film. Yeah, um, they do not such to mention a good like job. I believe Lin Manuel Miranda has a lot of like cultural history there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but that that would track. Yeah, even though the the directors are just like two white dudes, but whatever. <laughs> you know what? They're two. They white clearly dudes. do. They you know who they did Moana. They clearly try. They do their best to to give a lot of respect to. The cultures that they're representing. Yeah, it um, seems like they've so listened, which is previous important. Disney fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And so we are introduced to this really magical family and we don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. We just know so, it's a magical family. There's a magical house. Mm-hmm. And you know, stuff, stuff happens and we go on an adventure. And the rest of this episode will probably have lots of spoilers. Yeah. So. I mean, for it's, it's lovely all the way f- through. You should go see it if you haven't. It's it's on Disney Plus. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's I didn't know anything about it. I just saw it become available on Disney Plus and I was like, oh, that looks colorful and I've got time. And I'm yeah, so same. glad I watched it. So Yeah. Usually usually I have a bit more of a heads up on these kind of yeah, films. It, this it, one it snuck up like on it me. came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now I've got my eye on red, um, which is gonna be com- be coming out here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like kind of Disney's next thing. It's yeah, Disney's next thing. Uh, uh, they 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 just recently pulled pulled it from theaters. They're going to not do theaters for the premiere all Disney what Plus because of what Omicron. is it about? Um, so it's about a a, a Asian American girl who's from a family. Turns out that they are actually red pandas that like. They they metamorphosize. They they are shape shifting red panda family. Oh and my gosh! You don't have to discovers. say anything else. Yeah, and she has I'm to like sold. Yeah, yeah. Basically, she she has to learn to control her powers and her history and fit in with society and blah blah. Like, obviously, I haven't seen the movie, but like you kind of know where things are going. Yeah, um, I hope they surprise it, us. You never. Yeah, know. for sure, because there is a little bit of of backlash right now because it's it's yet another story about a minority in america where they spend most of them film not 
a minority, but as rather as like some creature or something different. Yeah, you know, I actually did go back and watch Soul recently, and I had avoided watching it for such a long time because of that critique that I'd heard, and I was upset about it. But when I actually watched the movie, I found that it didn't really hold water. Like, whether or not, like, so everyone has a different soul, right? And there are all these different souls. The souls themselves aren't ethnicities when they're in their Mm. whatever soul place. But then, you know, the main character is still black and the black human body is still in the movie for a large portion of it. And it's important. And even if he's not, there are so many wonderful supporting cast members, his family and his friends and his community that are also black. And so I'm like, I I get it. I do get it. Yeah. But well, also. Like, well, so the thing I think is like, I haven't gotten around to seeing Soul yet, so I don't know. I guess the princess and the frog is the other one, right? Like they finally yeah. have a black princess and she spends the whole movie as a frog. Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, you're talking about a group that has, you know, been completely underrepresented in media at all. And so mm-hmm. we finally pay lip service to representing them and then don't <laughs> turn them into frogs. So, <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah. there's definitely legit criticism to be had there. Ain't that the way. But Encanto is great. Yes. Um, it is just so feels good. good. Not nary a white person to be seen. <laughs> From what I've read online, it's very, um, it's a very respectful representation of Colombian culture. It has a very firm representation of family life and multi-generational mm-hmm. living and that sort of thing, which is really nice. Go see it. I think we can get into spoilers now. Yeah, go ahead. What bothered okay. you? I loved almost everything about this film. Except? But there's, there's one thing that just it really stuck to me. It bothered me in a way that I can't really shake. And it centers around Bruno. Okay. So Bruno... We don't talk about him. We don't. They don't talk about Bruno. Very, very early on, you they let you know the we don't talk about song, Bruno. Yeah, we don't talk about he, Bruno. Uh, his gift was the ability to prophesy the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very misunderstood gift. Ended up with him being ostracized by the whole family and by the community. When well, we he finally self ostracized. Oh, I guess he was ostracized, and then he exiled himself. Yeah. Right. Well, so here's where I'm getting with that. Right. Like. Okay. The whole the whole beginning of the film, he's played as dark, sinister. There's definitely something scary about him, villainous about him almost. Mm -hmm. We meet him, and he's just like a goofy guy Mm -hmm. who clearly, like to me anyway, he uh, is portrayed as neurodivergent. Mm. And because of his like weirdness as neurodivergence like he's you know he's he's got these tics he's got these physical tics mm-hmm. he's got a lot of concerns he makes inappropriate jokes at inappropriate times mm. like it just reads to me as like oh this guy's neurodivergent and as such has been completely ostracized by his family ostracized by his community he goes into hiding right he mm-hmm. lives in the walls for 10 goddamn years and b- despite all this, he still loves his family, and he's thanklessly patching the cracks that are tearing the family apart. You know, he's eating. He's e- he eats his food like at a little makeshift table that's next to the room where his family his eats. Own plate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so, whole it, it, that whole thing just killed me. It broke my heart. And then yeah. at the end of the movie, he rejoins the family, and he apologizes. To them. To them. 
and they for they forgive him mm-hmm. but the, he doesn't get any kind of apology back no acknowledgement of their mistreatment uh, of him the, and him and the abuela says i'm sorry she says i'm sorry you were the gift not your gift that was a whole part did she say that directly to bruno yeah i thought so that's not that's not how i got it because like, i i i I remember, I remember when he was apologizing, and maybe with Abuela, that's that's fine. But I like don't remember him that apologizing but he, to like his family. Yeah, yeah, and none of them said it's okay. We're and we're sorry too. Like mm-hmm. we shouldn't have treated you bad. You know, like just something. Yeah. But no, it's just like, hey, no, no hey, we're even, all together now, so let's party. It's like, well, hold yeah, the fucking even, phone. Even if Abuela did say I'm sorry, that's not yeah. enough to. Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting take. So I definitely had the interpretation that all of these behavioral issues happened after his ostracism mm. because he had been alone and only talking to rats for 10 years. Mm. Um, and so I thought that before that, maybe he he basically represented the nebulous, scary future to people and people and told people things that they didn't want to hear. And mm-hmm. so he was he was the living embodiment of the messenger that you shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. But I yeah, really I, like I, your interpretation. I think that I think there's really something here. Yeah, and, and I just think at the and I th- I don't think that's like a, a I don't think it's like a personal failing of of the film or whatever. I think it's more emblematic of like the way our society neurodivergent people are treated treat, treats neurodivergent people, and even like in non individualistic cultures where it's more family oriented, mm-hmm. um, there's still like. You know, there's still just like kind of a lack of understanding and a lack of mm-hmm. of of empathy for the neurodivergent, and yeah. it, it also speaks to like how neurodivergence is portrayed in films, like in media in general. Like you've got your your Rain Man's and your 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 Big Bang Theory characters and your Abeds, like right. your data. Like basically, if you're neurodivergent, you have to be useful or you have to be a savant or you have to be like right. Right, and like I just feel like it's just it's such it's just such a disservice to to, humans? to yeah to people As, who are just neurodiverse, right? Yeah, because really there is no normal, and I will. This is a hill I will die on, right? Yeah, everyone, everyone has things about them that are special or need accommodating in one way or another, right? Just because we have this arbitrary set of traits that have been identified as being useful and exploitable by the system we live in. That doesn't mean that they're good necessarily or bad, mm-hmm. right? They're just things. And, you know, I have a lot of, I mean, I'm neurodivergent. You're neurodivergent. I have a lot of friends who are, you know, yeah. self-identified. No, I should also, or I should also say, uh, I, I often mix up neurodivergent and neurodiverse and which term is appropriate when, so I apologize to anybody who um, gets upset about that. Like, that's not my intention. Oh, I didn't even realize that there was a distinction. What's the distinction? I'm not sure, right? Oh, well, I, <laughs> I, never I have know. something to learn. Yeah. Um, I, I, I try to learn it and it just, like, it doesn't stick. It doesn't get through to me. I've got a thick brain or thick skull, right? Like, I just, I'm, uh, I'm kind of a dummy. So I, I, just know oh, a I group mean, of people most, are neurodiverse. An individual is not. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. So that's what I so. I try to think. That's what I I try to say. But I'm I'm never I'm never right with that. I always mess it up. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, you know, language is constantly evolving, and 
I think the best thing that we can do is admit we're not sure and try to find out um, mm -hmm. exactly where that goes. But back to what you were saying, you're right. Uh, so have you seen the claymation Christmas movies? Of course you have probably. Oh yeah. 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 They're uh, of course. you know, cultural touchstone of, you know, white kids our age. Yeah. I mean, and, you're talking um, about like year without a Santa Claus. Rudolph yeah. Redmond, and and the, the elf who wants to be a dentist and everything. Yeah. Oh Did you ever yeah. The Isle of Lost Toys. Or Isle Broken of Lost Toys. Or Did you ever see the, uh, Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey? Nope. Never did. Yeah, I finally watched it one year and I'm like this movie is fucking dark. <laughs> anyway, um so my my biggest observation about all of those movies after having binged a bunch of them in a row is the message there is it's okay if you're weird or different from me as long as I can exploit that. And that's always right. the truth, right? The whole Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer mm -hmm. song, right? No, Every yeah. single one of those movies is like that. Like, as long as I can use you, you're fine. If you're not yeah. useful, you will. Right? right. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Oh. So, like, <laughs> Bruno has this gift, which is amazing, but they mm. don't understand how to use it. And it makes people and they, uncomfortable. And it makes people uncomfortable. And he also doesn't understand the power of his gift. Mm. And it gets misinterpreted. And he, mm -hmm. you know, if he's neurodivergent in the way that he has a hard time conveying emotion when he speaks or he doesn't understand mm -hmm. social cues, which it seems like is the case, he probably says things like, oh, you're going to go bald or, oh, you know, like he says things yeah. in a blunt way, which I know mm -hmm. is, um, you know, a common thing that happens for people who are on the spectrum. You know, they just don't understand or don't. Um, they don't use the same social cues and, you know intonations that other people do and mm -hmm. so he became the bad guy which is completely unfair i'm totally yeah. with you yeah and he hides in the walls doing what he can to fix the family that's pushed him out because he and still loves them he still loves them and he stops using his gift mm -hmm. and becomes and he starts like becomes a neurotic mess trying mm -hmm. to hide like the things that he knows that are authentically him Becomes like just super superstitious about the future with throwing salt and knocking on wood. And this is a guy who can see the goddamn future. Yep. So like, I think it just, it's, it, it echoes of masking. It echoes of, um, just all, a lot of the baggage associated with, with being like on the spectrum mm -hmm. to me. That's how I read it. That's how I interpreted it. it, it that's how it, that's how it touched me. You know, it's really interesting because I see the entire movie as from all of the different children's perspectives, basically them coming to terms with the fact that they're more than just what they can do. Yeah, yeah, And absolutely. Bruno is also that. It just seems much less like he is brought back out and he is, mm -hmm. you know, lauded for his help in doing these things and, you know... Maybe we can pretend that they're going to make restorations later or whatever, mm -hmm. but I think you're yeah. right. I think that he needed, I'm going to go rewatch that scene for a fifth time because <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he needs, he needs more, right? Like, yeah, I think, I think it is, it's no yeah. small thing to go without human contact for 10 years. Right. Yeah. It, Especially it just, because like, they can hear, he can right? hear them talking about him or yeah. not talking about him as it were. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he knows what they think. He heard mm -hmm. the whole Bruno song. 
Yeah. <laughs> he knows that he scares them and that, you know. Yep. Seven <sighs> foot frame, rats along his back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another thing that I find to be a complete plot hole, or at least very weird and concerning, is the fact that Dolores knew he was there the whole time and she's the family gossip. Yeah. Well, right? it, so, I think they kind of, like she talked about, like, oh, the rats in the walls think blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but at the end, she says, I knew he was there the whole time. Yeah, that was. So it's like, well. Yeah. As, as a younger generation, she was intimidated. You could, you could argue that. Um, oh, she was scared and didn't know what to do with that information. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was my big issue. Um, I would have liked to see like one more scene at the end of the film that really more like a family therapy scene. more overtly communicated that like Mirabelle's gift is that she inherits like the family. Mm-hmm. Like she's the new caretaker. She's the new abuela. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um instead uh, they kind of they kind of do that. Like she gets the door to the house. Like the house right. is hers. She doesn't get a room, she gets the house. Um, but it would have been nice to have like one more like kind of denouement scene that just like yeah. this is the new normal. This is how things work now. Would have been cool. The, this is the growth we're making and the directions we're moving yeah. in. Cause, cause yeah, because Mirabel's story at the beginning is heartbreaking. It really like, just is. Imagining like that five year old girl <sighs> not getting the gift and then coming to terms with that in ten years to the point where at the beginning of this movie she loves her entire family and all of their gifts even though she has none. Right. She's not and jealous. She's, she's not like. She's and a she fucking hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just she's just she's she's a really just awesome person that I don't think I could ever be. Like, I think if that happened to me, I would be a toxic asshole. I'd be like, <laughs> well, you all got fucking gifts. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'd just be so well, angry. And and it's really interesting because all the other people have become consumed by their gifts, right? They're nothing yeah. but their gifts. Yeah. And in the same way that the abuela had to suffer loss and isolation. Marybell had to go through the same thing in order to, mm-hmm. I guess, re-up the magic, right? She's the one who brings hum- humanity to the family because she's yeah. human. She doesn't yeah. have these gifts. She sews her own clothes. She has these these things, these very practical um, skills and knowledge, and she's kind. She's so mm-hmm. deeply kind and communicative, and she loves her family and she even says it in a way that the abuela, you know, doesn't anymore, right? Abuela has yeah. become so focused on what she can lose and on that fear that she's lost sight of everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just such a beautiful movie about people finding themselves and seeing their own value and showing themselves grace. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I think I think if they were going to do like a, a sequel or something, I think a prequel that took place in those 10 years would fit mm-hmm. really well to show Mirabelle how she got from, you know, obviously she was five, right? So mm-hmm. she, there's going to be feelings there that had to be processed. And I think that would be an interesting arc. Yeah, like who's going to go help through. her with that? Did she do that all yeah. by herself? Although her mother is a great character and so is her oh, father. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, like, I found like she didn't get a gift, so she has to stay in the kids room. Yeah, that was and especially like, like I was like, listen, I get that that you don't get your own special room, but maybe they could have like built an extra room for her, right? Like, you know, <laughs> it's a magical house. Like, maybe you just get a nice room, right? I mean, it's all yeah. it's all metaphorical, right? Like, it's all mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I also uh, love know, that. <laughs> aside from the grandfather character who died, she had two parents. Yeah. 
you know, a mother mm-hmm. and a father. And they mm-hmm. were both really great, you know, and yeah. loved her very much. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. and her uncle. Uncle's the best. Uncle Bruno? No, no, no. Her her uh her uncle who married uh Oh, Peppa? Peppa. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. We don't yeah. No clouds allowed in this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like husband goals right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Although as I was re-listening to that song, knowing what I knew from the end of the movie where it's mm-hmm. revealed that Abuela's fears and her control issues are the reason that the house is falling apart, right? Mm-hmm. I started to think so you know what the one of the biggest things i guess that bruno did that's horrible is that he supposedly caused a hurricane on the day of peppa's wedding by saying yeah. i see rain in the future and just his suggestion that there might be rain if you listen to the song mm-hmm. before the hurricane comes i wish i could there's remember not his a cloud name. in the sky right like it was a well there's not a cloud day. in the sky but then what's his name says abuela gets the umbrella before the hurricane comes mm. before the hurricane line and so abuela was listening to bruno and was already prejudging what was going to happen and mm. then i think that sent peppa into a spiral and caused it to happen yeah. so yeah. it was really abuela's fault for having these 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 judgments and these expectations that have to be met for things to be good yeah, and yeah, I think there's there's definitely a little bit. I so, don't I don't know anybody who doesn't want their wedding day to be perfect, but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I guess him saying no clouds were allowed in the sky. If you oh, reinterpret yeah, that line, oh, okay, you yeah. could also no, say, yeah, they're not allowed in the sky because fucking yeah. Abuela will be really upset. You know, yeah. like he sings it in a really fun way, so it could go either way. But I think that that's an interesting interpretation you could use. So, yeah, yeah. and it turns out turns out Bruno was just making a joke. But he's yep. neuro. He, 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 I don't think he, he made an inappropriate joke at the inappropriate yeah. time. And the world fell apart. And I think that's what yeah. it's like to be neurodivergent sometimes. Yeah, like, you, do, oh, great. you do one thing wrong, the entire world falls apart. And it's you your fault. You do 100 things right. And you're like, well, yeah. nobody noticed because they yeah, don't see be, the work that you have to do. Right. That other people just. Mm-hmm, that other people just do, do without seems thinking. Like magic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of like. You know, without getting too deep into whatever my problems are. <laughs> um, That's, this is I, our podcast. A lot it's of, whatever we yeah. want to talk about. I, I, yeah. And I just, I don't, uh, whatever. I, I find a lot of social interaction magic, right? I don't know mm-hmm. how people say the right words in the right order to get whatever their desired result is. And uh, so I definitely, really I just, I complicated set of. Yeah. Like neural pathways, right? Yeah. If you go by the whole, there are more connections in our brain than every grain of sand in the in the entire planet yeah. or whatever. If you don't have the right, I, I say the right, if you don't have the same neural pathways that we've built up our society on, it, I can 100% see how that would be black magic. Right. Um, yeah. So, so whenever, like for me, whenever I try to do stuff, it's, it's like some sort of cargo culty, like... <laughs> I know roughly how the interaction is supposed to go and I'm going to mimic all the movements, but like there's mm-hmm. something missing and it's, it's the tech, it's the plane. I don't have a plane. Oh, so that's a problem. Like, <laughs> like if you know, if you know anything about cargo cults, like, so my heart no went idea. out to Bruno in a lot of those instances mm-hmm. and it just, it really like, it affected me deeply. Oh, well, that's a good movie. It I is a, a great movie. I still like the movie. I think the movie's fantastic <sighs> and people should go see it. There should be a, a sequel just about Bruno. Hmm be great because he's the only one who didn't find love 
of the of the mm. kids, you know. He's also the only one who doesn't have a partner and yeah. doesn't have his Maybe own kids. Maybe he sees he sees uh he sees something romantic in his future and he goes out to find his destiny. Oh, I'd love that. He has an adventure. But obviously, like Encanto is such like a family movie, like they, mm-hmm. the family would have to be involved in somehow, you know. Of course. Shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> um my response to neurodivergence and social situations is I'm an over interpreter, right? Like, mm-hmm. whereas some people take the path where they like shut down or just, I don't know, try to avoid them. I tend to, I just completely read too much into everything in like a sort of anxious, panicked way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's very easy to send me into a tailspin if someone just responds in a slightly less than excited way about things. My poor husband. Like if I'm having <laughs> a really anxious day, I'll probably ask him, are you okay? 17 times in one day. Oh no. I'll be like, yes. Are you okay? And I'm like, clearly not, I guess. <laughs> Cause I'll just read like, he'll wake up and be a little sleepy and not want to talk to me. And all of a sudden I'll be like, Oh my God, I've done something horrible. What have I done? And then there goes the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. brains. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, I still like the film. Mm-hmm. I like the diversity. I like the music. I like the characters. I like the plot. I like the cast. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody. I fucking John Linguizamo played Bruno, and I loved it. Ugh, um, so good. I, I highly recommend the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really have much else to say other than that, though. Like, it's a good movie. I. I hate it. I. I had the thing about Bruno and mm-hmm. the kind of. I was sad for Mirabel. I think I'm supposed to be sad for Mirabel, so that works. Yeah, she's definitely <laughs> the one you're supposed to feel like. Oh no. Especially because the fucking little kids come in and they're like, maybe your gift is denial. <laughs> like, oh shit, they are oh, fucking dropping fucking truth burn. bombs over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. But it's interesting. Coffee is great, but because uh, yeah, the kid of the coffee. And that's why coffee is for grownups. <laughs> that's why coffee is for grownups. Um, I feel like the fact that the kid was running around with a coffee is also very Colombian. So I thought that was cute. Yeah. But I think that Mirabelle also has the best relationship with the house of anyone mm-hmm. else in the family. Yeah, right? it de- like it definitely responded to her more than anybody else. Yeah, it seemed. like you hear it listening to Mirabelle or not Mirabelle, ab- Abuela, um, mm-hmm. when it when Abuela is directly in conflict with Mirabelle. But mm-hmm. other than that, Mirabelle and the house have a special connection. Um, yeah. You know, they sing a song together, and they're friends. Mirabelle loves the house. Yeah. I actually have this theory that the house is actually the soul of her grandfather. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's a very valid interpretation, if not implicitly textual. Yeah, because it's it's a sentient fucking house. Like yeah. it's got a personality. Yeah, an adorable I mean, at, personality. At, at, at a minimum, it's the embodiment of the love that the mm-hmm. family has. Yeah, it's precious. Well, and I love it. <laughs> I also just want a magical house, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that'll do it for this week. I'm so glad that this was your idea, because I had already seen Encanto, like, three times before you sent me that message saying, hey, have you seen Encanto? And I was like, have I seen Encanto? Yeah. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I, I needed to get it off my chest, and I think no, my wife was, was tired of hearing me bitch about it. <laughs> That was a completely fresh take that I had not considered. And it makes me appreciate the levels and the layers of the movie even more. So I really, I really like that. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, thank you, thank you for joining me, and and thank you, audience, for joining us this week on Medium Salt. Um, as always, you can find us on mediumsalt.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. While there, consider joining the Discord server. Let us know what you think. Help us grow by telling your friends or taking them hostage in your car on a nice long trip, and then you can have it playing over Bluetooth. Maybe. Hmm? I'm, I, I'm not telling you what to do. But maybe. Anyway, have a great week. And as always, Kate. Stay salty. And fresh. Ha, 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 ha.